0: Meep, meep!
1: It is Meep Meep Monday here at Meep Meep Nation, and it is the first ever podcast for this show. Welcome, everyone. I'm Christian Rao here with Caleb Hopkins. We are going to be breaking down the game. UTSA falling to Army. We got so much more to talk about here as well. But this is the first episode of Meep Meep Nation. Caleb, this this is something a long time coming. I mean, almost what a decade in the making. How's it feel to finally get this thing, finally hit record and get going? Feels amazing um we we've, we've had blogs before we've had a
0: a podcast uh run by uh by some students before um so this is the first time we're actually deep diving with the podcast actual branding through meet meet nation um, and actually getting out from behind the camera um so very excited uh yeah
1: Awesome. No, that's great. Fantastic. I am so glad to have you on board. We're going to have Jeremy, the other co-founder of Meep Meep Nation, joining us as well at some point, whenever he can find himself off an airplane. Uh, we'll see when that happens. I'm sure that'll happen next week. But speaking of, when are you going to get Meet Meep Nation? It's not going to be just every now and again, like you said in the past. This is a new thing. This is what's happening. Meet Meep Nation will come to you at least, and I say this, at least on purpose every Monday to get a show from us. And it's not just about UTSA football, although that will probably be the focus for the few couple episodes while we're in football season. If you look at the top of our screen, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening to us on podcast form, we thank you very much. Uh, but if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see it says your source for all things roadrunner it doesn't say all things roadrunner football. This is a UTSA athletics podcast. We are going to be coming at you every Monday, 365 days of the year
0: yeah no it's it's great we're uh to be able to cover not just football but to be able to get both basketballs soccer baseball softball track and field the country club sports golf and tennis it, glad to have everything covered
1: yeah, It's going to be a blast. Looking forward to it. If you don't know me from the past, if you've listened to any kind of UTSA stuff on YouTube of the past year, you might've saw me on some other shows, maybe slasher you in the past. I've jumped ship. I've came over to the blue and the blue and orange. I've come to the dark side, if you will. Uh, and I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm writing for meet beep nation. Now you might've seen some of my stuff on the website, uh, where you can find that at MeatbeepNation.com. You also have a really nice shop. Caleb's working on that. We're going to have an even nicer one here in the future. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter at MeetMeepNation Meep and a, our awesome Facebook group, surpassing, what, 20,000 followers now? I uh, MeetMeepNation on Facebook. Uh, a huge community, a very vocal, a very active community. I was actually very shocked when I initially got into the Facebook group. Uh, I didn't know it was that deep. I am still being surprised more and more. This is – UTSA is still new to me. I'm only probably about, what, 18 months into the UTSA experiment of the, of the short experiment that it already is Caleb, but these fans surprise me more and more every single day, uh, especially in that Facebook group. I'm really excited to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. So football being just a little over 10 years old, um, we, we have a very tight knit community and everyone's very vocal about, uh, directions they want to see things go and very excited about, uh, seeing its success as it as it grows and being there from the beginning.
1: Well, we got a lot to talk about in this episode, so let's not waste any more time. Uh, as you can see, my hat's already going farther back because my forehead's already too big. We don't need to keep it flowing even more. Let's dig into this game. Army, UTSA, it was a tough one. We're looking at this record now, UTSA sitting at one and two, something that we obviously weren't hoping for really weren't expecting once we got to this point in the season. Uh, I mean, I honestly thought we'd see a three and zero next to this, but we know what happened at the Houston game. We don't have to get into that. Texas state was a fantastic game, but we go into this one and right off the bat, we don't have Frank Harris. That was tough. We broke that news on, on Friday where we talked about Frank Harris was out due to the foot injury. We did not see him play this game. He didn't go in warmups, but Eddie Lee Marburger, the redshirt sophomore, he was quite surprising. I had low expectations for him, Caleb, after what I saw from him in the Texas State game when he had to come in for Frank towards the end of that first half. But what he did and the adjustments for whatever happened during this week, his prep, he looked he looked pretty dang good.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's one of the things we got to remember is Eddie's always come in in either the the cleanup time or he's thrown in right after an, an injury. Um, this this was his first game to be able to show us what he's got and know that he's the starter from the beginning. Um, and he, he didn't disappoint. Had to deal with uh, a little bit of challenges uh, from being able to Get passes off quickly, um, and just missing the same weapons that Frank's been missing at the at the very beginning. Uh, JT being out uh,
1: was, I'm 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 sure pretty hard. I mean, when you look at JT Clark, I mean, we heard that he snuck on for a play last week. There was all these rumors, and I heard saw a couple tweets that we had a group message between you and I and Jeremy and I heard a message just saying that JT was on the field I don't know if that happened or not we'll have to get a verification to see if he snuck on for another play in this one Uh, but yeah you're right missing out on some of those receivers that we haven't seen all season obviously there's the whole conversation of missing out and and the receiver that we lost in the portal in the offseason but Josh Cephas looked good he's turning into a really solid number number one receiver eight receptions 84 yards and I mentioned this in our recap article at Texas State last week. Tyreek Ogle Kellogg deserves so much flowers. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves on this team. Yes, he only had one reception this one, but it was a, probably the most memorable reception in the entire game that halftime Hail Mary. Uh, it was just very good, very, very awesome to see. But Eddie Lee Markberger, going back to him, 17 for 25, 239 in his first career start. Three touchdowns, no picks. And that's something to be really excited for, especially when you talk about the future of UTSA. That quarterback position is going to be a question mark or a conversation that we talk about all offseason long, because unfortunately, we won't have eight-year senior Frank Harris next year it just won't happen I don't know if his body could hold up even if that was the case uh, but Eddie Lee Marburger is definitely going to be in the mix for who is under center next year for Frank Tra- uh, for for uh for Coach Trailer and his his offense
0: yeah I mean definitely losing uh losing Zakari to the portal to Ole Miss hurt us a bit but we've also been so spoiled with all of our different receiving options. I mean, last year having Zachary Cephas, JT, and then yeah. at tight end having Oscar. I mean, we're spoiled with our our options, and it kind of tended to be, "Hey, who's that next man up going to be?" Uh, we Cephas is is back and healthy. JT's JT still healing a bit. So who's, who's going to get those reps? Who's going to get those, those targets? Does it all fall on Cephas and, and Oscar to step up, or do we have more waiting in the back? And Tyke definitely stepped up to the plate, and so did Carpenter. He
1: did, he did very well, too. Yeah, only got one reception for six yards, but he was a part of probably the most controversial play of the entire game. And I'm sure we'll get to that in just a second. But talking about the rest of that receiver core who stepped up, Dev McEwen had his first touchdown reception. This one, a 72-yard touchdown reception. That was very exciting. There was a lot of exciting plays on the UTSA offense. The unfortunate part about it, Caleb, is that they're just They just weren't on the field enough, and we'll get to the elephant in the room and why that was the case uh, in just a hot minute, but I want to talk about this rushing game, and I think this also kind of falls into play uh, as why we didn't see much of them in this one as well. UTSA only had 15 minutes of time possession, uh, 15 and change compared to Army which was 44 and change. It, you're talking about putting UTSA's defense on for 44 minutes in comparison to only 15 minutes of Eddie Lee Marburger trying to get this offense to the click, which I think for what he was handed and only getting that 15 minutes, uh, he did a very good job. Now, some of this is on the offense for not being able to extend drives when they had the opportunities to do so. Okay, I'll give you credit there. But I think we know where most of this has to go with the finger pointing. But the rushing game, the last two weeks, the beginning of the season against Houston and in week two against Texas State, Gavorian Barnes went over 100 yards, 103 each game, actually, and a touchdown. And this one, only nine carries, 39 years, no touchdowns. He did have a very crucial fumble, Caleb, at the beginning of this game that I'm sure you want to talk about. The thing is about, about this one, when you didn't have a lot of room or a lot of uh, time and possession to go for, you only had officially 22 carries for rushing for UTSA. That's really only 19 because they give three to Eddie Lee Marburger. A couple of those were tackles for loss. It's really only 19 carries for those running backs. If you go back to the Texas state game, Kevorian Barnes had, I believe, 26 carries alone just for himself. This rushing game is crucial for the triangle of toughness. We talk about this all the time. Uh, You see it in post-game conferences. You hear about it. literally any kind of UTSA article you read. It just wasn't there in this game, and that's crucial for the success of this squad.
0: Yeah, like you said, so time of possession, meaning Army had it almost three-quarters worth of football. Uh, So the the few drives that we actually got out of the game, it was very important to try to keep up, not necessarily match army and reps, but at least be able to keep up with them on the score and to have the second play of our, our first drive, be that, that fumble, let army come right back and get, get up on us 14, zero. And that's that's a lot to put on Eddie and the offense, especially the limited amount of time that they were able to be on the field for us to for us to be able to even come back and get have a chance was amazing given the circumstances. I mean, they they couldn't get into a rhythm at all, and yet a few plays here, a few big plays there, and we were right in it at the end of the game
1: yeah 100 last thing i want to talk about this offense and i'm sure you really want to dive into this one as well you were at the game so i mean you were you were there i was staring at tv yelling cursing at it from all the way from washington i will be there soon by the way utsa fans next home game you will see my butt in the seat at uab for my first ever game at the alamo dome i can't wait uh but you were in person watching this one take me back to the third quarter when we had a pass from Eddie Lee Marburger to Chris Carpenter, which you and I both think it was blatant defensive pass interference, was not called. That Down by nine at the time, I mean, that honestly could have been a huge shift of momentum and could have been one of the reasons why this one went final with UTSA uh, falling in the loss column, Caleb.
0: There's no way about it. Um, it it was blatantly missed call. It, it was incredibly obvious. He got there probably about half a second before the ball did. And of course it was even clear on the, on the jumbotron crowd was chanting things. I don't really want to repeat in the student section, um, but I mean, it, it was, it was loud all over. It, it was clearly obvious to everyone that saw it um, at the same time, you know, big miss call in the third quarter, but how many of these games do we do we need to let be decided by a missed call or not? Like, we, sh- we shouldn't be in the position to where that that's the deciding factor.
1: And let's actually get to that. Perfect segue, by the way, to why they were in that situation, why they had to maybe rely on a no-pass no interference call that did lead to a punt after that one, by the way. And that's the defense. The defense did not do their job. Let's just not sugarcoat it. Let's be straight up, straightforward, I was talking on social media, Caleb, before the, before this game. I was hyping it up. I was getting excited. I mean, that's what I do. I hype them up because UTSA deserves all the hype in the world. What have they done uh, the last couple of years? There was that beautiful stat on ESPN that we posted on social media. The, the most FCS wins or FBS wins since 2021. You see Georgia, you see Alabama up there, and then you just see this little University of Texas, San Antonio up in that spot as well. I, I'll tell you what. Uh, this team deserves all the hype, but they also deserve the criticism when it's deserved, and I think in this case, the defense really deserved to be looked at maybe under a microscope. Uh, in the Texas State game, they were fantastic. We saw guys like Trey Moore, three sacks, uh, They were, uh, third downs, they were unstoppable, pass deflections, uh, pass blocks, tackles for loss. The Texas State, they really did their job. In this game, they had a very hard time on third down efficiency. I think they were Eight for 20, Army was, I mean, just under 40% or just under 50%, excuse me. But on fourth down, Caleb, they could not be stopped. UTSA could not stop Army on fourth down. Six for six, they allowed over 400 yards of total offense against a military school. And I know it's tough to say that. I know that, you know, San Antonio is a military city, but let's be honest. We're talking about a military school here folks. I'm a military veteran and I'm saying that out loud. Okay? It's not this isn't to be the case. Army's kind of had our number in the past. Uh there's been three losses if you correct me if I'm wrong. There's been three losses at the Alamo Dome since Coach Trailer's been there and Army's had two of them. Uh so there's some uh question marks here. Uh maybe they just found a way to get their number. I want to talk about Coach Trailer and what he said in post game here at some point, but Take me to your thoughts, because again, you were at this game. I only got to see the the TV copy. You got to see the real copy live and in person. Tell me about this defense. What did you see? Well, was the expectations just uh, they just falter as much as uh, I'm talking about right here?
0: Yeah, I mean, traditionally with with your triple option, you wanna you wanna sell out on stopping the run every play. And okay, yeah, they might get a pass here and there, um, but stick to your assignments take out the runner and you're good. And this was a, this wasn't quite a triple option. It was, I mean, they were out of the shotgun a lot, Um, but yeah, our, our defense started getting gassed more and more. The fact that army passed more than they, they typically did. We couldn't, we, we couldn't pick a lane on, do we start, going all out for the run and keep giving up the, the passes that they're doing more and more often, or the amount of great runs that they would have on those fourth downs, those, the, the shiftiness of their, their quarterbacks and running backs be able to just uh, hit, hit the reverse. It didn't matter if it was, if it was fourth and two, fourth and seven, I mean, they, they they didn't care. I think there was a, they hunted for the first time, sometime in the in the third quarter,
1: if I remember. Yep. Yeah, they they scored um, on every single drive until the third quarter. There's like a yeah. minute left in the third quarter, I believe. Too. It was it was like almost the end of the third quarter. Uh, they had a hard time uh, containing Bryson Daly. One of the things that I was hoping that we do uh, running. He had twenty four carries. He had more carries than the entire UTSA running back committee combined. Now we expect him to have more carries they are running team, So don't take that stat too, uh, too harsh, if you will, hundred yards had a touchdown. There was also Hayden Reed who had 20 carries himself for 107 yards. He led the team actually more than, than Bryson Daly, but Jacoby Buchanan is the guy that I'm going to have to shout out for army. That dude is a human wrecking ball. I mean, he looks like an offensive lineman in the backfield, uh, for Army, He's, he had eight eight carries for only thirty yards and a touchdown. But it seemed like every time he touched the ball, he was making an impact. He was he was probably one of the biggest reasons why that defense was gassed. Uh, he really I think they used him a lot on the fourth down efficiency plays. He was just I mean he was to me the most impactful player on that Army team. Bryson Daly obviously doing his thing, but Buchanan I mean he looked huge on TV. I'm sure he looked pretty big sitting there in the ammo Dome as well. That guy. I swear it was like the fridge reincarnated, wearing an army black knight's uniform, Caleb.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, time and time again, it it did not matter. We had we had such a great performance out of our front seven the first two games, and I mean, we just we couldn't catch a break. I mean, they army military academy knows how to run. Who would have known?
1: Yeah, and and shout out to Army's head coach. I mean, what he's done with the what he has done with that program, Jeff Munkin, what he's done with that program has, has been absolutely lights out. I mean, as somebody who's a military veteran, I'm a Navy guy, by the way, too. So I don't really like getting this Army Navy thing and Army winning, but Navy used to have Army's number for a very, very long time. Jeff Munkins came in, he's really changed up that style and what they've done. This new offensive coordinator looks good. Uh, I, I, I'm already telling you right now. If I was putting in a futures bet between Army Navy the game this this uh, this year, I'm not betting I'm not betting Navy. I'm putting I'm putting Army down. I think they're going to look pretty good. We might be seeing another Commander in Chief Trophy going to uh, the Black Knights. But this game, we got to put it behind us. But before we put it behind us, because we got to move on to a very important game, which I know you're going to be excited about. You're heading down to the game as well. But before we put it behind us, let's talk about the press conference and the post game that we had from. From coach trailer now he had some pretty emotional remarks he had some very interesting remarks as well i mean even you saw even some mm-hmm. other uh comedy sports comedy let's call it that sports comedy websites talk about uh, coach trailer with his uh some of his some of his comments saying that he was so embarrassed that he might need to find another job. Uh, I don't want to get in too far with that, but what I want to really give a nod to, if you will, Caleb, and if you're with me, please let me know, uh, for him just taking full responsibility for being outcoached. I thought that was uh, exactly on brand for Coach Trailer, 100%. And I think that is exactly what this team needs after a slow start, something that was not expected, a one and two start, to really light a fire under this team and get them going again, especially for probably what the toughest road trip in this program's history, at least in a very long time. Let me know.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a huge one. Uh, Knoxville next week. Um, as far as trailer goes, he's, he's always been very good about absorbing most, if not all of the blame. Um, loss is not just on, on one person. It's not, just on on one group it's collectively as a team and he's showing it from up front um you can't always say that about our our coaches from the past and jeff's being a true leader
1: yeah let's hold on to him for dear life put him in a bubble do whatever you got to do uh you know people are trying their hardest to get coach trailer to be in their program uh, I, i'm sure we've heard this for uh, what two off seasons now and he's not going anywhere but Got to make sure that that stays the same, uh, especially if for some, God forbid, un- unforsaken reason we have a unsuccessful season, we still get that guy to stick around. Uh, absolutely. All right, let's dig into exactly what you're talking about. You're going to be on a plane ride. You didn't get enough of the Alamo Dome. You didn't get enough of UTSA football. You had to get on a road trip this year. And of course, you're going to get down to Knoxville, Tennessee to see the volunteers take on UTSA meet meet nation will be supporting uh, the road runners at the Tennessee game. I'm really looking forward to seeing your, your reactions, your thoughts and all your experiences down there through the socials and through everything else. We're going to make sure we, we keep all you guys updated as well uh, over on social media, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. I I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to call X, by the way. Uh so I apologize and and in in, in, uh, in advance. And of course our Facebook group. So if you want to see those experiences, make sure you guys join us for the adventure. Hit us hit us up on those uh on those socials and, and join the conversation. But Caleb, Tennessee, they're coming off a a tough loss against Florida in the swamp. They can't seem to get a win over Florida. That's like their big rival, one of their big rivals, if you will, kind of like I don't know if I want to call the Texas State UTSA rivalry. I don't know if I want to do that, but I don't know if I want to go that far and, and actually be quoted. So uh, I don't think I'm going to do that. But anyways, they lost that. They're now 0 1 in conference. They got a chip on their shoulder coming back home to take on the Roadrunners, and of course UTSA has a chip on their shoulder. We don't know the status of Frank Harris. We're going to see what happens there. We still don't know the status of JT Clark, Mackay Hart. We know he's out. Trey Moore. We're hoping that he's going to be okay. Got a lot of question marks in the injury department. However, this is still going to be a very exciting game. What is your thoughts and your excitement? Because I know you're excited about heading on down to Knoxville.
0: I'm very excited. Look, certainly not ideal for us to be facing an SEC opponent right after they they lost. Um, yeah. You kind of hope to get to play a little bit more under the radar but they're going to be looking to write the ship against us. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll certainly still see on some of the guys that are recovering. I believe Tennessee was, was down alignment or two last week. Uh, big thing there also is there was a fight right at the end of the game with Tennessee and Florida. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. If, if, we get any lucky cards on, on who we're facing.
1: Yeah, that's true. I didn't really put that into, into perspective, but yeah, there was a couple fights. I'm sure you'll concede on socials, the meme of uh, the big guy chasing the, the little guy around. And yeah, I think I saw the funniest one was when it was like when your big brother goes after you, when you have the last pizza roll, I think that was my favorite one uh, so far. Uh, but yeah, when you look at Tennessee in the game, I mean, Florida's had Tennessee's number in the past, so this could just be one of those games. Who knows? But they'd have they a very hard time offensively. Look, they started slow in week two against Austin P. as well. Uh, if you remember, I know we were talking in our group chat. We looked at the scores with a couple of those eyeball emojis. Like, oh, what's going on? Uh, and then in week three against Florida, they only had 100 yards rushing. Now, they had 220-ish, I th- believe, against Austin P. They had 287 in week one. So, I mean, they can run the ball. Uh, but when you're talking about a UTSA defense who just allowed 400 yards of total offense over almost almost 300 on the ground, you got to look at that rushing game. I looked at it right away. Tennessee's going to want to right the ship in that running game after only allowing 100 yards. I assume that they're going to really focus on that running game initially against UTSA, especially since what they just saw Army do to, to us. Uh, so I'm sure... That all week, this game plan, there's going to be some long nights, I think, for UTSA's defense before the road trip. And I think they're really going to be focusing on how to stop this run. Joe Milton's obviously a crazy good quarterback. They talk about him having the strongest arm in all of college football. There's a lot of things that have to go right to win against Tennessee. I think we've known that from the very start, even when the expectations were at the tippy top uh, for before the Houston game, before the, the loss against Army. There's a lot of things that need to go right. Doesn't mean it's impossible. And I think it's still very possible. And I think the coolest part about it is if Tennessee loses this one to UTSA, Tennessee will not be ranked. They are ranked 23rd in the nation. UTSA will knock them out of the rankings if they get a win in Knoxville. I don't know if that happens. I'm obviously going to be hyping them up all week. Caleb, I know you are too, as you tailgate and sit on down there, but... There's a lot of things that got to go right. Don't you agree?
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, you're talking about their quarterback. I mean, didn't he throw like 90 yards in one of the practices?
1: Yeah, he's brilliant. He's, he's got, he's got a, a gorgeous arm. I mean, it, it is just, and he talks about, they talk about him, who has the strongest arm in college football. They asked him, and he, of course, you know, said him. But if you are doing a full analysis of college football, I truly don't know if there is anybody who has a stronger arm than Joe Milton. Now, he's he's shadowed behind what that offense did last year in Tennessee with the Hennon-Hooker offense, that really fast pace offense with him and Jalen Hyatt and, and basically Josh Uple coming on the scene in, in SEC. Obviously, I think you can remember the Tennessee-Alabama game. That arguably was the game of the year last year, them getting that upset win. It hasn't really started off that great form this year. That offense is kind of stalled out. The fact that they're just entering conference play UTSA is now in the middle of that conference play after a loss to Florida. I feel like a lot of adjustments are going to be made on UTSA to try to get themselves right. So they can get the sec play and find themselves still in the contention because the sec is wide open. We saw what Alabama looked like this week. They didn't look too good. Georgia almost lost to South Carolina. I mean, the sec is wide open, even though Tennessee lost to Florida, uh, doesn't mean that they're they're finally over so now if they get two losses i think that might happen so utsa could find a way to knock them out i love that i'm rambling on here you're going to get that here on this show you're going to get a lot of rambling and firing from the hip i'm all about it i just love sports and love talking about it but caleb what do do you think what do you think that needs to happen the number one priority for utsa to stand a chance in this fight in knoxville
0: o-line's got a hold i mean they, they've got to be able to give Eddie some, some time to make his throws. Uh, they they need to be able to let our running backs get a few yards here, a few yards there, and then when it comes time for it and Eddie needs to take that shot down the field, he's he's got to have time to make that throw. He can't be worrying about, Guys coming off the edge and uh, and taking them down.
1: I like that. We didn't really talk about the offensive line too much in this Army game because, for the most part, they did pretty decent. They only allowed one sack, three tackles for a loss, but I mean, that's a really good point. They're not going to be playing a military school that has to worry about weight requirements, and they have small guys in the line. They're going to be playing some big boys from the SCC playing up front, and um, where we're talking about. Probably top 100 recruits um, from past couple of years playing in that up front because we're. Well, let's face it, we're talking about the best conference in in college football. It's going to be a different beast for this offensive line who is already dealing with injuries. I mean, their best right tack, the best best offensive lineman, right tackle Makai Hart's being out, and just like Coach Trailer said on on the show last Wednesday night, the Coach Trailer Show. People are saying, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's just your right tackle. Well, Frank Harris, the left-handed quarterback, right tackle is a big deal, right? So uh, not having that is a big deal. I'm going to go out and I'm going to point it right at who I've been pointed at this week. And I feel like that's only fair because uh, I've I've criticized them enough. Let's do it a little bit more so I can stop. And I hope I finally can because I don't want to be criticized. I want to just be hyping up UTSA. That's what I want. That's I, I want to be just hyping this team up the entire time, Caleb, but I think we also have to give the, our listeners some value here and talk about some actual important things, not just talk about the, the just the fun stuff. we got to get the stuff to actually talk football here. It's got to be the defense. I think the defense has to be – they have to slow down, and I'm going to point that run game. Tennessee, even though they only had 100 yards against Florida this last week, they're going to be pushing that run game, and I think they're going to push it – fast and often I wouldn't be surprised if they go quick to a no huddle uh, fast-paced offense right off the bat try to gas out UTSA because after a full week of being on the field for 45 minutes of a 60 minute football game uh, the weaknesses were shown and even though UTSA defense has some some immense depth if you will their depth is very crazy I think probably better than any G5 defense in the league there were some holes that were shown by the Army Black Knights. Tennessee's going to find a way to capitalize on those. How does UTSA respond? That's what I'm going to be paying attention to most. And I love how you and I both didn't point at... Well, actually you kind of did in a way. You said, give Eddie Lee some time. With that being said, you don't think that we're going to see Frank Harris in this Tennessee game. I don't.
0: I, don't. I, I know that if, I I know that if I Frank
1: know. is,
0: is perfectly is. healthy, he's going to try his best to get out there. Do we want Frank Harris out there? Absolutely. Do we want him out there at at not being 100% and risk him missing out on the rest of the season during conference play? Not a chance.
1: I love exactly how you explain that, Caleb, because I feel the same way. And I'm sure Frank feels the same way. He wants to be out there. You know, when he looked at that schedule, once it came out, he circled this Tennessee game. This was his chance to be able to play an SEC opponent after being with UTSA for, I mean, what, for the last, seems like, four score and seven years, right? Um, so, but if he's not be, if he's not able to play this game, you know it's going to sting. It stung for him not being able to play against Army. And it's just a com- true competitor. That's why he came back last year. Uh, forget the money. Forget the milkshakes, Caleb. The reason that he's back is because he's a competitor. All right. But the fact that if he can't play this week, I think it's more important, especially now if you look at the record, let's just be transparent and straightforward with it. Look at the record right now. We're not going to make a New York six bowl. It's not going to happen probably with this record. If you go 10 and two, there's a chance. If you beat Tennessee and then go undefeated, okay, maybe there's a chance, but I think the biggest thing now is to live up to your, your prediction from the coaches poll from the American athletic conference. Finishing second or first in the conference once it's over. And when you look at that schedule, when I look at that schedule, I still have a lot of faith in thinking that's completely doable. Even with the loss to army, even with the loss, the Houston, and even with this tough matchup coming up to Tennessee, none of those have anything to do with the American athletic conference. Once this Tennessee game is over, which we're going to talk about fully next Monday as well, before we get into American talk, that record is zero and zero again. And it really is, and we have a chance to go undefeated or have a winning record, a strong record in this conference for the first year, and what is going to be many successful seasons in this conference until we go to a power five conference, of course.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, going into going into conference play, oh and o, we have a we have some teams from the American that have. Kind of surprised us in how good they've started their season. Um, others that have that have kind of struggled more than they they initially thought they would, and they're out of conference. Uh, we we should be in the thick of it with the rest of them. I think there's there's still a there's still a decent chance. Of course, we really have to um, we really have to make sure that we're fine tuning things going into conference play, but we're not out of the mix at by any means. I I think that we still could be a, a top four team in this, this conference easily.
1: i am even go higher than that and say, we will be in the American athletic conference championship game. I still have faith in this team. I know that there was a lot of things that went wrong at the beginning of the year, but I believe in this coaching staff and I I think more than anything, I believe in this coaching staff, but I believe in the squad as well uh, to be able to to turn things around. And I think we're gonna see some great adjustments in this game on Saturday. We're gonna see that one o'clock on Saturday. that's when the game time starts. Um, I think that's one o'clock Eastern. No, it's I'm sorry, that's probably my time oh here in the crazy West Coast. So that's a four o'clock eastern game. so that would be what uh, three o'clock central time. Look at us just throwing random times up there. I don't know. Look at it. Look at an app, folks. Uh, and then we get ready for conference play. Next home game, I'm going to be there to see UAB. And I'm going to be sitting right next to you, Caleb. We're going to be cheering it down. We're going to be seeing some fun stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. But you're going to have to obviously let me know uh, and let all of our fans know how this experience in Knoxville is. And if you see Caleb down there, you'll be probably wearing a, uh, an oversized meet, Meep nation, uh, logo some point, right. You'll be wearing that. Hey, everything's bigger in Texas. So you did it right. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on, uh, what's your thoughts on how many people you think are going to travel down to Knoxville with the, with the blue and orange.
0: I've heard a good amount of people that were planning on going, no matter how the season was going to start off. Um, some are staying in, in Knoxville, but the good draw is a few hours away. You got Nashville. I mean, it, it's going to be a good, good time leading up to the game. It should be a great environment. Uh, very much looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, looking at Ticketmaster right now, there are tickets still available if you're still thinking about maybe making that trip. Tickets are as low as $58 right now. Not too crazy. Obviously, a little more than uh, some of the games. It's Probably the most expensive ticket you probably have to buy on the road for UTSA this year. But, hey, you want a chance to go see an SEC stadium, go see Tennessee, go see a different shade of orange. Uh, go check out this game as UTSA is going to face number 23, Tennessee uh, on Saturday. It'll be on SEC Network as well. If you have ESPN, ESPN Plus, a lot of stuff you probably have access to it as well. Uh, not nationally televised as ESPN. Uh, you know, I meant to ask you, did anything seem different at the game once it was since it was actually on ESPN? Or did it feel exactly the same? I meant to ask you that question. TV timeouts were very noticeable. <laughs> I feel like...
0: Shoot, I feel like Army just was shy in their time of possession to the amount of TV timeout.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all right, that makes sense. Well, we'll see if that happens over here on the SEC Network on Saturday. Uh, Obviously, the new college rules where the clock keeps running, I think, changes that a little bit, but we'll see. I think we're going to see some more national televised games when we get towards the end of the season. Obviously, ESPN2 for the USF game, but I think when Tulane comes around, when they flex that game, wherever they decide to go, I think that's going to be a televised game as well, because I got a feeling that might be a play-in game for the conference championship or maybe even a preview of the conference champion. I'm just saying. I'm just saying out loud. All right, Caleb, before we let everyone go, we got to make sure we live up to our word. This is a UTSA athletics podcast. Yes, we're going to focus on football for a little bit as we get things going because we know where our fans are at. But we also know that there are a lot more sports in UTSA. And we want to cover them. We want to make sure we do that. And we're going to make sure we get more content on the website. Uh, We already get some more content on our socials. But we want to make sure we engage with everybody because the athletes are important to us here at this this school. So, Caleb, what happened over the weekend everywhere else in UTSA Athletics? Sure
0: thing. So, first off, on Thursday, we had uh, two different sports playing. We had the girls' soccer uh, playing against Tulsa at Tulsa. They tied 0-0 for their first conference match for the American First Soccer. Um, And volleyball started the Cardinal Classic at UIW, first match being against the Cardinals. And they clean swept, uh, did a great job. Uh, The crowd at UIW was amazing. They have kind of a... They have a much smaller gym than UTSA does. Uh, but Thursday night, that thing was packed. Uh, so it was, it was a great environment to be in uh, and to see the girls really, really dominate. Um, and they did the same thing on Friday afternoon, beating Oral Roberts 3-0 as well. And then soccer on Sunday played against Baylor on the road. Very close match. We uh, we played against a former assistant coach. And uh, they they fell just short, losing, losing
1: 1-0. All right. Well, there you have it. There's UTSA Athletics right there. We're going to break, like I said, we're going to break more into that in depth as we get along. We're just getting started here. This is a brand new project for us, but it's going to get better and better as you come. So we hope you join us along for this journey we're going to continue it on again like we mentioned at the beginning of the show every single monday you will have meet meet mondays a brand new podcast from meet meet nation here you can get it anywhere you listen to podcasts spotify apple Podcasts, google play uh, I'm, I'm sure you could find a way to play it on a record player if you worked really hard enough but then you can also find us on youtube uh so go ahead and find us there uh, we're just opening up that youtube page so if you are a, a follower on our twitter or X. See, I told you, I'll always call it Twitter. Uh, and our Facebook, if you're one of our 20,000, uh, followers plus really appreciate, by the way, head on over and support us over on that YouTube page, give us a subscribe, a like comment, say hello to Caleb's beautiful face. Uh, and uh, maybe make a joke about how my hat keeps going up and starting to look like my forehead is, uh, uh, making a receding hairline. It's okay. I am a brand new father. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, uh, you know, just us, uh, what's up, go ahead and let us know, uh, all that good stuff. Again, you can find us on Facebook at meet, Meep nation, go ahead, join our group, find us on Twitter at meet, Meep nation. Uh, and again, it's going to be a good time. We're going to continue on this road, this path, this podcast path here every single week. You can find our, Personal ones, you can find me at Christian S. Rao. I'm always going to be talking sports, UTSA, NFL, uh college football—you name it. I'm always on that thing. Way too much. Uh, I'm surprised I'm still married. Caleb, you got a brand new personal Twitter account. Meet, meet Caleb. I love it, man.
0: Yeah, wanted one a little bit more more fitting for the UTSA side.
1: I think but. that is on brand, just a little bit, right? I think that's I think that's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Jeremy's going to be joining us here uh, in the near future. Hopefully, next week, once the Tennessee game's over and done with, if we can get him off a plane, I think he's still taxiing somewhere in the air as we're recording this show. Uh, but you can find his personal one at Meet Meep, Jeremy. So I wonder where Caleb got his one. He's so original, this guy is. Uh, but other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening to our first ever episode of Meet Meep Nation. We're going to be back here next week with another one. Again, take care. Thanks for listening, y'all.
0: Meep.
1: meep.